Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. You guys, we have such a a special surprise. We keep saying that we're going to have a guest back in the studio. You know, it's coming, it's coming. And we are beyond excited to welcome back the one and only Megan Bartley. Yay! Thanks for having me. Yes, if you're a longtime friend of Crazy Zen, you know Megan. You feel like you can sit down at a dinner table and just talk to Megan for hours about all the things because... You know, she's been around for a while. I don't even know how many episodes you've been in. Maybe six to seven, eight. I'm not yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've she's, lost count. She's our resident therapist and she really just helps us with all of those tricky things that you go through in your life. And, you know, we, we always have tricky things to talk about. So it's never, we're never going to run out of things to, you know, have Megan give her opinion on. In true story, when Shannon and I are talking to each other and we have like a problem and we're like, I don't know, I feel like this is out of my league. Whenever we say those words, like, I don't know how to deal with this. We're like, we should talk about that on the podcast. Let's have Megan on. Yay! <laughs> real, that's real-time conversation. Awesome. But so before we get into the major topic of today, which we're so excited to talk about, kind of excited, yeah. kind of nervous, kind of like, it's going to make you a little uncomfy. Because Megan us always like, makes us do the work and we're always like, oh, are we ready to do the work? Can we do it? Like in real time, I'm like, why am I going to do real time work? Um, But tell our Zen friends what you've been up to. Catch us up on all the latest happenings because we want to know what Mindful Meg has been up to. Yes. Um, You know, yeah, it's been a while. So 2021, I was very hopeful that we would be doing all sorts of fun new stuff. And we're sort of back in the midst of crazy uh, COVID stuff. But Um, I am experimenting with some new things, really trying to ask the question, who nurtures the nurturer? So, and then, then that kind of also goes with like, who, who nurtures the entrepreneur because entrepreneurs are nurturers too. So it's sort of this, um, blend of, uh, you know, nurturing the nurturer. So I have a monthly class. It's a year long commitment. So it's 12 classes throughout the whole year um, that I do starting in January. I've done this for a couple of years, but this is, uh, we're going to be um, adding you know, next January. I'll be starting again and just looking once a month at like who nurtures the nurturer. If you're an entrepreneur, this is great for you. If you're looking to level up, you know, you're ready for the next um, thing. You're expanding a business or you're in corporate America and you're wanting that next um, level up, or you're just, you're maybe even a stay-at-home mom and you're looking at maybe getting a job or doing something next, like just really kind of uh, challenging yourself to go to the next level. So I'm doing that. And then I decided, because why not, we've all been stuck at home, that uh, I thought we needed to do a little um, getaway retreat or um, pilgrimage, if you will, to Calistoga, California, Napa Valley. Um, There's a wonderful spa there called Indian Springs that have these spring, warm spring-fed pools that are like healing. I mean, they are just incredibly healing. It's beautiful. It's super like luxury campy. It's just very cool. But um, so we're going out there in January, 2022, taking a group Um, right now. We're all full, but of course we'll probably do another one um, maybe every January, who knows? And it's kind of a chance for if you're an entrepreneur to set some goals, maybe for the year, if you're not an entrepreneur and you're not used to setting goals or you need some time away, maybe to set some goals, it's kind of looking at how did the last year go? What worked? What didn't work? What, what do you need to kind of shift and change? And where do you want to be at the end of the coming year? Right. So, um, again, the leveling up stuff, nurturing the nurturer, all that stuff. So just trying to, uh, reach a bigger, broader audience with what I'm doing. So 
Well, that's, that's what super I exciting. And I feel like that's a, that's a, that's a lot. I mean, we it's are, a lot. You know, nine months into 2021 and Megan's like, oh no, I'm, I'm writing courses and we're doing retreats and we're just going to get everybody back on track. And it's like, all right. Yes, we are. Best we can. We'll find Best out. Exactly. Yeah. It's all an experiment. We're making all the shit up as we go. Right, gals? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never understood fake it till you make it more until. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Until my Absolutely. 30. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. So we do have a really fun topic. By the way, I'm very excited about all the new happenings. I think Thanks. when you said hot springs, I think I think my brain melted. I can't, yes. I'm so obsessed. I can't wait for that experience. And I kind of wish that I it wasn't full. Right. But I'm really, really excited. But I'm really excited about talk about our topic today. So share with ours and friends about what we're talking about and why this is a tri- tricky subject, especially right now. Well, why don't you all tell the Zen friends what you were hoping to get from today? Because, you know, I want to hear it out of your all's uh, perspective. Just making us do the hard work already. Yes. Okay, I'll go first. Um, I, Shannon's better on the, on the latter end of this one. So um, I have a various ages of kids in my house um, mm-hmm. and from five to 10 and um, and they're different sexes. So we do it's a tricky topic sometimes about um, privacy, when to offer privacy, when it's okay to have your door shut, when it's okay to enter a room, um, even like text messages, FaceTime, um, even just boundaries within possessions and, um, and when to tell somebody something and when to not. So it's just, there's a lot of push and pull and it's hard to navigate that because I don't know. I, I try not to, te- to treat the sexes differently, but I do think sometimes it is something that we need to, to consider. But um, so I'm just kind of at a loss and I need some help. Great. Okay. Shannon. Yeah, that's actually, um, I think she said it great with that. I mean, I think for, for my end, I have, um, you know, a daughter who is now in middle school and, you know, the conversations are getting a little bit more in depth than what, you know, maybe my third grader is talking about. And, you know, she now has a phone and, uh, you know, trying to navigate, like, I want her to have privacy and I want her to be able to have open communication, but I'm also going to be checking in and I want to find out, you know, making sure everything is, you know, is, is okay. And everything's appropriate. And that the parental controls on the phone are working. Cause sometimes I don't even know if I've set them up. Right. So I'm like, you know, what's too much, what's too little. And like, how do we navigate this? Like, yes, I want to, to give you privacy, but I also want to keep you safe and, yes. you know, creating like an open line of communication for her to understand that this works both ways. Um, and just, you know, trying to establish like what that looks like and what that's going to feel like going forward. Oh, yes. and I have one more thing, um, because yes. this is something I thought about last night after a family meeting that we had. I struggled with this because after our family meeting, we talked about privacy a little bit. And then I talked about behavior and I was like, man, should privacy be a reward for good behavior? I, and that was like a push pull because I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is I feel like you should have a right to privacy. That was the thing I would add in <laughs> privacy as a reward for good behavior or following. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Wow, Brittany, bringing it hot on the Monday. I know. I thought was, it all came at me real hard yesterday. Sorry. Sorry, Zenfriend. Yes. Very cool. Well, the first thing I thought about when you guys pitched this to me is um, the difference between privacy and secrecy, right? So what would you all say is the difference between those things? Like if your kids were keeping secrets or if they need some privacy? Okay. This is something we actually talked about in our house recently where I tell my girls like it's okay to keep a secret however if the secret is going to harm you or harm someone else that is when you have permission to share that secret with an adult or somebody that can help so if you think that this is going to cause harm for anybody that is a red flag and you like teach them to look for red flags and like this is it and you know share the news Mm -hmm. I, I negated it to like basically like secrecy is information um, privacy is time and um, the things that you are spending with yourself. Okay. That's what I, that's what I, I kind of, but I could be totally wrong there. Right. Right. And I'm curious, even though we're in a whole new time with a lot of screens and devices, what were the rules for you guys when you were these ages? 
Well, mm. considering that um, we didn't have cell phones or I didn't have a cell phone until I was 20, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I was already out of the house. My parents <laughs> didn't have the ability to check. And I certainly didn't have text messages because I can't type with numbers like that. Like it's just, it never worked for my brain. Um, so that's one of those things that like, for as far as the screen goes, that wasn't in my house as an option. Now I did have a diary. I did keep a journal. So these are things, um, and to my knowledge, I don't think that was ever read, um, you know, by my parents, but you know, if they did, they never told me about it, but, um, that was something that, you know, my mom always really respected, like, this is your room and this is where your things happen. And it was, I never gave her a reason to not trust me to, you know, leave the door closed or, you know, whatever that scenario is. But, um, I felt like if I ever had to say anything like, you know, in private, I do remember, I will say, um, because we had a, we didn't have a cordless phone until much later into my teenage years. So I had to, you know, like I had the long cord that Uh the the one phone was in the kitchen and it was like 20 foot cord that I wrapped around like the dining room. Yeah. So if I wanted privacy, I would go into my room and try to shut the door, but it wouldn't always close. So that's where I stood with privacy right. <laughs> growing up. Yes. That's true. Um, I didn't really, I had a ton. I mean, most of the time my mom trusted me to have my door shut. Mm-hmm. Um, trusted a lot of the things that if what was going on in my room, like even if I was private with my friends. Um I do remember her listening on some of my phone calls, though. I do remember that. Um, she's like, well, I heard this. I was like, how did you hear that? You know? <laughs> so I don't know if it was, like, on the phone, like, picking it up, like, is like the, or, or it was, like, listening at the door. I don't quite remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a diary, too, but I don't think it was ever read. I mean, I don't think that. But, like, yeah, it was just a different time. It was yeah. just we didn't have – and I didn't have a cell phone like Shannon until much later in life. Yes, exactly. And so what, what are some things you've heard other people do? Like, cause I'm sure you've talked to your friends about this. What are, what are some rules in other people's homes or that you've heard that you like, or you think is a good idea? Well, I know that we, my husband and I went back and forth of like, you know, my, our daughter oldest is in sixth grade. She's going to be, you know, playing after school sports and there's going to be times where she's going to need to be in touch with us. And that kind of is what kind of pushed us over the edge to be like, okay, we think she's ready for a phone. This came with, you know, there are guidelines when we gave her the phone, we're like, listen, this is your phone. However, we will have access to it. So it stays downstairs at night. It does not go upstairs with you. Um, We are allowed to check in on phone calls and pictures and, you know, we have the right to do that as your parent and, you know, you're not allowed to buy apps without our permission. And, you know, we're, we are going to limit the time that you use it. And yes. I think, you know, she was, she was like, absolutely. She didn't, she had no idea that the phone was coming. So I think for her, she was like, I'll do whatever you tell me to do and get that <laughs> phone. I will, I will sign my life away. So, um, she has been fine and she's been great. I mean, she hasn't, you know, she has not once, tried or tested or done any of things that we would like, well, you know, these are breaking the phone rules and the phone has to go away. Um, you know, and we have, we have seen some text messages come through and there, and we can get to that in a minute, but, um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that we did have this policy because it was definitely something that, again, going back to that secrecy versus privacy, this, you know, friend confided in her and something that I was like, okay, this is a red flag and we need to tell somebody what's going on here because this could be potential danger for your friend and we are stepping in as parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As for me, I, I'm, I kind of follow Shannon on this one. Like I'm like, <laughs> I let her do her thing first and then figure out <laughs> if it works for me. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, that didn't work. Oh, okay. Cause my yeah. kids are like, we usually right behind or my oldest is right behind her oldest. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Cause like her, I'm going to, because Wyatt is doing so many other things. My oldest, it is going to be beneficial for him to have some kind of communication. He's always up and down the road and I need to be able to get a hold of him in some way or just to be able to, to track his every move. Well, yes. yeah. And that's, it's also now it's a, it's a tracking device, which again, I don't, and I, maybe it is, maybe it's not, but like, I don't see that as like a breach of privacy. I think that's just like parental peace of mind. I'm like, okay. Not that you're going to be where you're not telling me you're going to be, but I also just need to know where you are in the neighborhood. Like, yes, you know, it's just safety. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Well, the word that kept coming up as you all were talking was trust. So 
I think there's an element here of like being able, if you can trust your kids and you can sort of reward their, the trust with privacy, right? Now, I do think we're all parents and I do think in this time of all the things, you just have to say like, I have access to everything. I, I will be monitoring it. Maybe it's not every day, but maybe it's once a week. You don't even have to tell them that, but like, you know, why, why not? You know, as they get older, you know, and they show that they are trustworthy, perhaps, you know, like when they're later teens, perhaps that goes away because what you want to do is you want your kids to make mistakes while they're home with you, not when they go away to college or move away. And then the stakes are bigger because now they're adults. So we don't want to set them up for failure, obviously, but we want them to have those learning lessons while they're still under our wings, right? Right. So if they, you know, get in a fight with a friend over the text or, you know, they say something nasty or whatever the thing is, you want to be able to process that with your kiddos to give me some more information. How did that all go down? What were you feeling? You know, all those things. So that they can learn those lessons now and be mad at you when they're five and 10 and 12 and 16 versus you're not going to have probably all that once they leave the house. What a great point. Yeah, that's true. Make I mean, mistakes make your mistakes at home. Exactly. That's, you know, we're here to help you navigate them because I mean, right. as they're making these new mistakes, we're also making these new decisions as parents of like, is this yes. the right way to handle this? Like, you know, I think yes. we all like second guess everything. I mean, thank God we have, you know, a great community, like, you know, a best friend that you're like, I really blew it today. Like I I did not have my best parenting moment here. Yeah. I, was, I was such an asshole to my kid. I really owe an apology, right. you know, but we're working through it together. And it's like, okay, girl, I, we got you pat on the yes. back. Try it again tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> you can do I it. Mean- the matter of the fact is we are all making this shit up as we go. I mean, I'm really serious about that. Like I've, you know, this is the first time I've had, ever had an 11 year old boy and an eight year old girl. Like we're just making this all up. Right. So it is important for you to do some research or do what feels good in your gut, you know? So if your gut saying, mm, I should probably check in on some of these messages, then you have the right to do that. Right. The privacy thing I think is a little different when you're like, you know, is it okay to lock the door when I, when your kid goes to the bathroom or is taking a shower or, you know, that kind of stuff to which I would say, yeah, you know, as long as you're trusting, they're not going to hurt themselves or do something crazy when they're in the bathroom. Right. Cause who knows if you allowed your five-year-old or something to do that, they could, you know, overflow the tub or put too many bubbles in or whatever. Right. Which would be different than what maybe, an 11 year old or, you know, is doing in the bathroom. But I do think there is that respect of, um, you know, having the privacy or at least like you can keep the door closed, but don't lock it necessarily. Or, you know, you have your 10 minutes to take a shower or, you know, if it needs to be said, like, and then this is where it goes back to the trust is, and I think it's okay for parents. I mean, you know, my kids are going to be in therapy because they grew up with a mom as a therapist. I know this. I'm saving, I'm saving already. <laughs> I'm already interviewing therapists for them when they're older, but um, here's some names. Here's some <laughs> names. already vetted. Go ahead. Already vetted. Here you go. They've got my credit card number. Just go to town. <laughs> um, but like I, you know, I, because this is just who I am is like, I, I was ready to talk about all the things since they were teeny tiny little kiddos. And so whenever they were ready and would ask a question, I'd be like, great, you know, and be age appropriate, obviously. But, you know, we, I bought all the books about all the like keeping secrets kind of books, you know, like, I don't know if y'all have seen some of those or read some of those. I think there's one called like, I have a secret. And so One of the things I did when the kids were really little was I said, you know, if your friend tells you a secret, like she likes a boy in your your class or, you know, whatever, that's one thing. If an adult tells you a secret and the adult says, don't tell anybody that we have a secret, that's not okay. So, you know, from an early age, I feel like I was talking with my kids about what's, what's, what are secrets? What's are okay to keep secrets or not keep secrets? Because the older you get, 
the more toxic secrets are, right? right? Because let's talk about what it would be like to have privacy from your husband or partner versus keeping secrets from your partner. So, you know, how does that- I don't know the difference is. I don't know. (laughs) What is that? Like, well, and I have to say, my husband and I, we had a conversation. I think we were in couples therapy. I think it was this, you know, maybe a couple of years ago. And I was trying to gauge because I'm interested in some things, more spiritual, religious type things that he is not interested in. And he's interested in some things like college football that I have to say is just not my wheelhouse. And so it's like, those are not things that we have to talk to each other about, but I was concerned, like, am I keeping a secret from you? Because this is a big part of who I am and college football is a big part of who he is. And he was just sort of like, you're not doing anything shady, right? It's not like we're doing anything shady. We're just, this is not usually topics that we enjoy discussing with each other. And we have other people that we enjoy discussing those things with. So for me, even I had to figure out like, what am I keeping a secret? Am I being, you know, shady by being like, oh, I've got a training I have to go to this weekend, but I can't tell you what it's about because you're not going to want to know about the thing, you know? Right. So I think it's, I think it's, you know, one, I think as you know, like how that feels different with an adult, how would you describe the difference? Like Brittany was like, I don't know what the difference is, but privacy versus secrecy, like with your partner, what would that look like differently? Hmm. Or what would you think that could look like differently? I think secrecy in a marriage, and this is, this is me. I think it would feel like it would just feel more icky. Icky. Yes. The icky. <laughs> It would feel it's technical a term. technical term. Yes. It is a technical term. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think privacy is just like, I'm going to go off the cuff here. Privacy would be like, say, um, maybe Shannon told me something and she said, Hey, don't say anything. Yeah. And that's like, I won't say anything. And she said, even to Landon, and I'd be like hundred percent. If Landon asked me that, I don't know if it'd be really keep. I, th- I always feel like secret is like information that is like harmful. Like, like Shannon said, like, I don't know why I'm like, because privacy, I'm like, I'm keeping Shannon's privacy. I don't know. Well, you're keeping my secret private, which is, you know, you're yes. respecting yes. is a boundary. I mean, and, and I kind of look at these things. It's like, it's different tiers of boundaries too, where it's like, you know, I respect my husband's privacy in the sense of, you know, he needs to do certain things by himself. And like, I'm not offended when he doesn't ask me to go watch, you know, a soccer game. I'm like, that's great. Yeah. I'm not your, I'm not your person any pray for that. Yeah, you I'm go not your target audience. You know, exactly. Right. Um, but if there, I think if there was a secret, um, you know, there might be things from my past that I don't want to share with my husband that I might, I just don't want to share them out loud with anybody. And I think that that's the kind of thing where I'm like, that's not harming our relationship. That's not harming our marriage. That's not harming our family. So I'm going to keep those secrets to myself because I might not be ready to share them with anyone. Right. Or I might not be ready to share them with my husband. They're not a direct, you know, it's not going to be a direct hit to our marriage. It's just not something that's been affected this far. So I don't feel like I need to share that. Yeah. 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 And I, I, and I always go back to the privacy of being like, do you need to be in the bathroom with me at the same time? Like, no, I would like my privacy. I would like some alone time or whatever the thing is, you know, like, I think as kids get older, they're going to want the privacy of being in their room by themselves and just having their own space. And I think a lot of that comes with them becoming whoever they're going to become because developmentally, the older kids get, the more they they sort of, um, I don't want to say the word dismiss, but they're sort of leaving the family unit. Like when they're like six and under and they're preschoolers, it's very much like all about the family, mom and dad and siblings and whatever. And then they go off to kindergarten and first grade and whatever. And now it starts to become about friends. And that is all very developmentally appropriate. And through that, they're learning who are they and how do they fit in with their peers, right? Because ultimately when they leave the house, let's say at 18, they're not going to be super, maybe, you know, like what's mom and dad doing today. They're going to be thinking about like, what am I going to be doing with my friends? Right. 
So all of that is normal. And I think, I do think it's helpful. Again, you want them to make mistakes while they're still under your roof. So having an open door policy, and I think a lot of this is about, you know, the personality of the parents, right? Either, either or parent, and maybe one parent is really much better at having those conversations than the other parent, who knows, it doesn't matter, but feeling like the kiddo can trust a parent, right? That if there was something big or there was something like, you know, we talk, we, we talk in our house about like, if this is something that's making you feel uncomfortable, like if somebody tells you something and you holding this secret private or a friend and you're concerned about them or you're concerned about yourself, I don't even know if it has to be about harm, but just like, because what we also want to do is we want to teach our kids sort of how to, how to use their intuition, how to trust their gut, right? And that idea of, you know, it might be something that your friend is not going to like that you told me, but it might be something that you really do need to tell, you know, a trusted adult. Hopefully it's the parent. But I do think the parent has to provide a certain openness you know, cause like if your parent's going to freak out, because, you know, and like go off the deep end emotionally, then the kiddo is not going to trust you to tell us that sort of secret. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, and I, I do that. have, um, along these lines, there was a, a text message that was intercepted by myself that I saw that my daughter was having with a group friends. And I was very concerned about the context of said text message. But I also know that this friend who sent it doesn't have like the most open relationship with her parents. So I felt like this is way above my pay grade, but I'm like, I don't feel comfortable sharing what I've learned in this text to her parents given that I know that that relationship is not always super well received with this kind of information. So I took this information to the school counselor because I was like, I don't know what to do with it. Yes. I know that, you know, she's a, you know, a a student at this school. I think you should know what's going on. Um, And, you know, and then she took it from there. But in doing that, this friend got very upset with my daughter because she knew the only person who would have had this intel would have been her. Um, so like, you know, it, they got into a, you know, a fight and they weren't talking to each other and, you know, it got to be that, I mean, I could tell my, my daughter one day was like, I don't want to go to school and she's crying. And I'm like, you love school. Like you are so mm-hmm. excited to go. Like, is this have anything to do with, you know, your friend and what's going on? And she's like, no, I just don't feel comfortable. She's like, I have a lot of mental uncomfortableness right now and I don't want to go. And I was like, Okay. Okay. This is high five for her identifying that though. Yeah. High five for her telling you she trusts you enough to say what she's needing. How wonderful is that? Isn't that what we all kind of want is just to be able to ask for what we're needing. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Although it can also be like, cause we're making this shit up as we go. Cause Mm -hmm. most of us didn't have this with our own parents. Right. So it's like, okay, now what do I do with that? You know? Exactly. Right. And again, that's where I was like, uh, okay, here's, here's the playbook, but I'm like, I haven't written the next play yet. So I don't really know how to, you know, move forward to go with this. But I was like, uh, okay. All right. This is what we're going to do. Like, but you know, it was very good. sudden too. Like, I mean, this yeah. is, she's 11 and these right. issues that were brought to her, you know, they, they were big time issues. So, I mean, looking at it, I mean, we were all at a loss. So, I mean, it's a, you know, and right. I think that sometimes we, we want to keep our kids so innocent, but big time issues are coming at them very fast and very early. Yeah. yeah. I think they're they're you know, because there's so much access to the internet, you know, the whole interwebs, like, oh my gosh, like you, we don't even know why I don't even think we have a grasp on what could come so quick, you know? I mean, even in my own household, you know, my daughter, I'll ask a question. I mean, she's asked crazy ass questions about like, was she like, she was like four and she was like, mom, what's a menstrual cup? And I'm like, oh my God. Uh, I'm actually going to have to Google that, honey. Hang on. <laughs> I'm like, you what do it, you, don't yeah, really I was like, you know, what have you been watching? You know, and I'm like, good for her that she's asking. Right. Yeah. But 
I mean, you're four. You don't need to be knowing about, you know, that. But I'm like, okay, I'm ready for the conversation. Yeah. Let's go, you know. <laughs> hey, call me up. I'm ready. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, um, but anyway, I think, yes. Of, I also wonder if how we have conversations with our own kids, right? Like, because part of this is, we only have control. I mean, we really don't have a lot of control over our kids, but we only have control over ourselves and our families, right? For the most part and what we do within our families and asking our kids to join us in this because right now this feels like what's best for all of us, right? Mm-hmm. And if that could change because maybe we find out something new or maybe something shifts and change, but you know, part of this is you all listening to your own gut, right? Like to your own intuition of like, is it going to be the end of the world if your daughter stays home for a day? And maybe with that, you say, you know, you can stay home, but I would like to talk with you a little bit about that today. So I get a better understanding because you're not going to be able to stay home every day. You know, like how do you put some boundaries in place, but also honor, you know, what's going on with your kiddo as well. And I want, yeah. I wonder too, if it's different, you know, cause like my older is a boy and my younger is a girl and I can, you know, there's not as much drama with the boy, right? Like there's just not, that's not his thing or whatever. And even though my daughter, you know, she, she likes to exaggerate and she's a friend of the drama from time to time, but she doesn't put up with bullshit, you know, like, and so but there's just this level of emotionality that is different. I think I've seen at least with having a daughter versus a son. And I wonder, Brittany, I mean, your daughter's the youngest, right? But even then, I think you see, you know, some of, it's just a different emotionality. I think I that, mean, and that it's not, it's not a kind word to say, but like, they're just very flippant sometimes about their emotions. It's like, okay, there right. You know, it's not that they don't care. I think I just don't feel like they can. just boys are different. And yeah, I'm like, oh, you didn't you kind of upset her. And because there's like a little bit of romance going on within Wyatt's world. I'm like, oh, but do you see that? That why that made her feel the greatest inside. He's like, really? You know, <laughs> like, so I do think they don't spend a lot of time processing where, yes, my five, almost six year old. It's like that was really rude. <laughs> you know yes. so they get it already um and so yes as much as I want the sexes to be a lot alike and stay in one lane it's so different yeah and I think I mean honestly how parents parents each child is going to be different so yeah. each child in a family will have a different relationship with their parents than the other children in the family because you're, you're, you know, they are each their own individual kids. So what you do with one kid might be totally different than what you do with another kid or another kid, depending on who they are in their personality that might be influenced by their sex or gender, you know, who knows? I think we just, we have to go with what's right in front of us at the time, right? Instead of like a blanket, sort of like, I'm going to do this with all my kids because that gets into that rigidity, right? We've talked about rigidity versus flexibility is we want to have an element of flexibility so that we can shift and change as needed to uh, affect whatever we need affecting at the moment. That's so interesting because I I do remember having this conversation with both of my kids because I do parent them different because they don't respond to the same things at the same level. I can be more direct with my older where my youngest one is like she's very sensitive and she takes everything personally. So I know that when I yell at her, it's she's not going to listen. Like she, she just shuts down and she's like, cannot compute, you know, and she's like, mm-hmm. all right. And I've, I've had to have this conversation with my oldest, too. I'm like, you want to like I'm going to be different with my with your sister than I am with you because you you handle things differently and mm-hmm. you know and it's okay and like I think having that open conversation with both of your kids so that you're like well you didn't yell at her about that or you didn't do this I'm like right but that's not how she responds I could yell at her about this but she's not going to get it like that's mm-hmm. not how we're going to you know resolve this problem yeah and it's you know I even had to tell my oldest I was like you yelling at your sister because she's you know taking a toy or whatever that's not going to, that's not how she's going to respond with this. So, you know, you have to teach them like, all right, like Brittany with your three, like 
they're not all going to react the same way with each other because they have different relationships with each other. So it's, you know, I think having that kind of like ability to be nimble with your kids is yes. <laughs> really yeah. important. All my kids are different, but the volume is still the same. <laughs> They're all the same. It's like so loud. There's no mute button. There's no oh. mute button. They're so loud. You can't take the batteries out. You wish you could. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Go ahead. I'm a, I want you to. No, 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 no. You go. You um, share. Well, and I preparing for this, I had, I was reflecting on like, how my mom treated my privacy. Yeah. And the one thing that came to mind, I think that some parents may be able to relate to this is taking privacy personal mm. and the request for privacy as a, as a personal, like, why do you not want me a part of your life? Why did you not come to me? Why, why, why can you maybe touch on that and how we can resist that urge and not feel so it's like personal and, um, and maybe move past that? Yeah, well, I think it's hard for moms or parents who feel that attachment to their kids of like, I want to know how was your day at school and how are your friendships and how are all these things? And so if you're not telling me, I'll go sneak and go look at your stuff. I think, you know, when you take something personal, that's about you, right? So just checking in with yourself and knowing that as a parent, Every day that our children get older is sort of a step closer to us needing to let go, right? So we are constantly as parents for 18 years and beyond, constantly being in the process of letting go of our kids. And really, I mean, I know the reality for me is I know when my children were born, they are born as their own people right? They are their own human being. They are not the mini version of me. They are not whatever, even though anybody could say whatever, but at the end of the day, and my, my role changes based on how, what they're needing. So when they're taught when the babies, they need something, toddlers need something, preschoolers and beyond. Right. And my role in my mind as a parent is to shift and change with whatever it is my child is needing for me to help give them the best set of tools I can to be productive adults in society. Right. Right. So, so if they're needing some privacy away from me, how do we say like, of course that is developmentally appropriate. So also looking for what's developmentally appropriate too. Like if your two-year-olds like, I mean, two-year-olds will say I need some privacy and that could mean, two minutes of whatever on the toilet. I don't know, you know, but they're not going to, you're not probably going to give them 10 minutes alone in the bathroom because God only knows what's going to happen if you did that with a two-year-old, right? <laughs> so, so balancing that, but knowing again, like what's age appropriate, what, but I do think, and I think when phones and iPads and everything come in, I mean, personally, I just think you, you give the expectation that I have access to all of this. I, I may, you know, and that the other thing I think, Brittany, kind of along the same lines is when you do see something, it, do you always have to say something, right? Like if you see something that you're kind of like, oh, that's kind of weird, but maybe you can let it go and see how it plays out, right? So it's not, unless it's something, because I think there can be parents who could go to the extreme and like, every time they looked at things, they would like make an issue with something, right? That, because I do think we as parents bring our own level of anxiety into the role of parents of like, I'm supposed to be doing something, like I'm supposed to be doing something. So here's the thing I'm going to do. I'm going to check the, the messages and then I got to react, you know, but maybe checking the messages, you can keep them private too, Right. So even though you are checking and you're, you're seeing like, oh, that's interesting, you know, okay, well that, but it doesn't mean that you have to address every single thing with your kiddo. I think this is where we kind of pick and choose, right? Because if we were to yell at them for everything, or if we were to make an issue about everything, then everything's always an issue versus picking and choosing the things that matter the most, Right. And wow. that's a great one. Is that helpful? Is that helpful? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to keep that, that one in my brain for a long time. I think that is a great, great, great parenting tip. Yes. And I do think like 
there is a sense of grief and mourning that moms or parents go through as their kids get older because they we know that they're pulling away from us even more but that's what they're supposed to be doing that is developmentally appropriate and for us what's developmentally appropriate is to deal with that shit right because <laughs> You know, if you're if you're so caught up, I mean, I do think it's important. We have to pay attention to the kids and all the things. But your job is to also be your own person and to have your own interests and things to put your time and energy into, not just to micromanage the kids. Mm-hmm. Right. Does that make sense? And I think sometimes the more personal people take things. One, it's their own anxiety of wanting to be a good mom or wanting to be a good parent. And so I've got to like, oh, this is going to reflect poorly on me somehow, but it's not really about you. Right. In that sense. Yeah, no, that's great. I feel like we heard this a long time ago. Megan, you might've even been the one to introduce this to us, but it's like, you are not a direct reflection of your parents. And like you're, you were to your point earlier that you were, your children are their own individuals as soon as they leave you like as soon as they come out of you they are their own people we're the ones that tend to put the identity on our kids and that's not fair to our kids so like to your point like not taking it personally or being like they're allowed to make mistakes it's their job that's how they're gonna learn it's not a direct reflection on us as parents we're just here to guide you along the way yes I mean, think about this, like one, have you ever known a kid ever, anyone ever who never made a mistake as a kid? I do not. Right. Right. So that's part of, that's part of the learning process is that you're going to fuck things up, right? Like somewhere along the line, you're going to make a mistake as much as you might not want to make a mistake as a kid, something's going to go awry and it's going to be uncomfortable because it's in those moments of comfort that we learn, right? That's, that's, it's growth doesn't happen without discomfort. So that's what we have to remember is for moms or parents to, you know, in the discomfort of having to let our kids get older and grow up and have a little bit more privacy and be in their rooms a little bit more by themselves. Um, you know, and we have to be okay with that and know what the balance is for our kid and the trust level that we have with that. I think that that was the word you guys used from the very get go is like, how, you know, if we can trust the kid or not trust the kid. And I think part of it is going into it saying, I'm going to trust you that you're going to make appropriate choices with this. If that changes, or if something comes up where I see that I can't trust that, then we're going to, it's sort of like going back to square one where it's like, I'm going to have to take some of the privacy away until I can trust you again. That's hundred percent. I mean, that's kind of what I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, so say a Zen friend out there tonight is going to be like, I'm going to talk to my kids about privacy. This is a long time coming. Um, and they're applying some of these tips. What are some bullet points, like conversation points that they can maybe touch on? I'm big on tangible tips, but so they can just be like, here's where we can go. And um, just helpful little guidelines. Yes. If you would. yes. Perfect. Well, I think one is for the parents to be a good listener right? Because the parent might have a lot of things going on in their head, but really, and this is what I love. And I've done this with my kids since they were itty bitty even. And I've asked my kids, what do you think an appropriate level of privacy is or secrecy or whatever? Because you want, you want to get their buy-in to this. You want to get, you know, they may be like, I don't need privacy or, you know, whatever, or like, I don't want to keep secrets. You know, you're like, okay, cool. We're on a good, you know, phase, whatever. Um, I don't really need to worry about this, but, um, you know, and then you can say like, okay, well, here's what I need to talk about of privacy or secrecy, but I think, uh, being a good listener. So again, I'm all about the mindfulness stuff is sort of putting all the things you're thinking about sort of on a shelf over here to say like, I can, I can take these off the shelf anytime, but right now I just kind of need to clear my mind, put it here so that I can really be in this space with my kiddo and to be listening to say, you know, we need to have a conversation about privacy or secrecy. You know, what are some things that you think of when you think of privacy or secrecy? You know, like just 
starting the conversation because like if you come in with all your guns ablazing like here's what we're gonna do we're gonna do this and this and this and this and this you know your kid's gonna be like holy shit like what just happened right Right. so but you know like if you're if you are surprising them with a phone or do have you know i think having certain expectations of your children's behavior is 100 appropriate right as long as it's all appropriate expectations and so and you can say like here's here's the deal da 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 if you you know we expect this if we're going to have we're going to have access to it we're going to be monitoring it we're going to trust you until we can't trust you you know so so don't do stuff that we can't trust you for right right um so you know having, you can have your little agenda a little bit, a little, the flexible structure of like, we need to talk about privacy and secrecy, but all the things I'm concerned about that maybe haven't happened yet, I can just sit on the shelf for a minute so that I can really listen to what it is. My kids are, you know, maybe they're concerned. Maybe they want to know that if, what if my friend tells me something really big and I'm scared and I don't know what to do with that. And you can say, you know, you can always come to me with anything you know, and we'll have a calm conversation about it. And we'll talk together about what, how we should move forward instead of, you know, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this, you know, whatever the thing is. And I think we talked about this last time. It's like, really, it is your job to, you know, I think to build trust with your kids, but it's not necessarily to be their friends, right? Like, so if your friend, if your, if your kids get pissed at you, I mean, that's part of growing up too. That's part of the process is you're going to set some boundaries with your kids that your kids are not going to like, and they're going to be pissed at you until they are old enough to realize, well, damn, that was really good that mom and dad did that because I just saw that so-and-so's mom and dad didn't do this and look at where they're at now. Right. Yeah. So it's okay for them not to, to like you, but I do think like being a good listener, you know, like don't listen, listen to what is the thing? Don't listen to respond, listen to what is it? Yeah. It's like, listen with the intent of hearing, not with the intention of responding. Yes. Yes. So, so, you know, listen to them say, we need to talk about this with a lot of devices, all the things we want to keep you safe physically, emotionally, mentally, as best we can. We know we can't always, right. The other thing I've done, and this is, I think uh, you could do with this conversation is I say like, it is hard being a mom. Like it is hard stuff. Like, I don't want to have to set all these rules and do all this stuff. Like, I don't want you mad at me. I don't want to have to monitor all this stuff. Like, this is not fun. And I also know how hard it is to be a kid. So, you know, you're, you're letting them say, yeah, it's really hard to be a kid. Like I have to go through all this stuff. And so we're all learning together how this goes. So this is where we're going to start with all of this and see how it goes. And if we need to shift and change it, we will. And I would like your input from me or for me, you know, like if things change for you or something happens or you're not, you know, like my kids have no problem telling me when I fucked up and they're like, Oh mom, you, you can't talk to me that way. And I'm like, yeah, that was pretty harsh. Wasn't it? You know, like, why do you think that happened? And what can we do going forward? And whatever, but they're keeping me honest, just like I'm trying to keep them honest too, you know? Yeah. yeah and I think that's are really tricky. I'm like, oh, they man. are. Yeah. But I think going back to your first point, I mean, you're, you're open to it. You're, you're coming from a place of being open and you've got to be willing. If you're going to give the feedback, you got to be willing to get it back, you know, right at you. And again, like, yes. like you were saying, like, this is the first time in your life you've ever been a parent to an 11 and an eight year old. So yes, yes. you yeah, got to so- learn to do this too. And I tell them that I'm like, I'm making this all up as I go. Like I'm doing the best I can, but like, you know, I've never been a mom, you know, and they're like, yeah, that makes sense. But what I'm doing too, is I'm normalizing for them that I'm not perfect. Like I, you know, I'm trying my best and sometimes I'm going to fall short, but my intentions are good. Right. Just as what I'm expecting from them. There, I want them to try their best. It's a modeling, right? So anything you're doing with your kids, you're modeling for them how you expect them to show up with you. So I, I expect my kids to do their best 
There are going to be times when they fall short, taking ownership for that, right? Like, oh man, I just really messed that up. You know, I'm, I'm really sorry. And writing it, you know, writing the wrong. So you repair it afterwards. The repairing of it is usually always the most important piece because we're all going to make mistakes. So it's not about never making a mistake. It's about the repairing of it afterwards. So if you find the difficult things with the kids, you know, how you say, I saw this message, tell me more about it. What was going on? You know, because you could jump to a ton of conclusions, but you might want to have them process it a little bit. Cause that's the one thing I think, you know, maybe a lot of us, I know I did. We, I swallowed a lot of my emotions. Like I knew I couldn't talk about them. So I just like bottled them up inside and became this huge ball of anxiety because I was like, I'm holding on to so much shit. I don't know what to do with it all. I'm going to explode. Right. Like I want to, you know, lessen that experience for my kids. Now, who knows if something else will come up because of that, but, you know, I'm doing the best I can to try to give them the space, but also I want them to hear me to say, here's why I need to do this. And perhaps as you get older, I'll have to do it less because I will trust you more. Right. Yeah. I feel like, but it's, it's a stepping stone, your stepping stone, you know, it's like, you're just, it's different levels of trust and privacy and all that. I can only imagine Brittany, and I'm sure you see this too, like all of our Zenfins right now are like very aggressively nodding their heads. Yes. In agreement yeah. to everything you just said. <laughs> I was yes. over here taking notes for half of it. I was like, <laughs> oh, well, um, and then I'm like, I'm missing it. <laughs> yeah. I know I mean, it, it's, it's worth yeah. it though to hear this kind of stuff. Yes. And at the end of the day, honestly, tell me, ladies, is it rocket science? Is this rocket science? No, no, no. Is, it, is it is it is it tangible and easy? I mean, seemingly easy to use. Do you feel like you could go like, OK, I'm going to give this a try? Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. When I was little, my mom used to tell me that she learned all of this in mommy school. And I was <sighs> devastated when I got old enough to realize that that was a load of shit. And I was like, you never went to mommy school? She's like, no, I didn't know what I was doing. And I joke about this all the time. I'm like, maybe we do need like a mom academy. Like, <laughs> you know, like is, this what, nice? is yeah. this what you put together with the crazy yeah. life? You put try, mom academy try. together. I'm like, yes. one day I'll get my degree. I don't mm-hmm. know. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Still not the floors over here. (laughs) Yes. I like the idea of like the more honest we are with our kids about like, I'm making this all up. Like they're like, oh, okay. Well, you know, it's not like they're going to like somehow now run all over you because you're still going to have appropriate boundaries, but it's like they might empathize with you a bit, which is something we also want to teach our children empathy, right? Of like, oh, I bet it is hard to be a mom, you know, like. And mom's saying, yeah, it's hard to be a kid too. I was a kid. I remember it. It was not fun. You know, like that was not my fun time of being a kid. So, you know, like how you sort of, you build empathy so that you can kind of see each other's points of view better, you know, instead of just like, I'm the parent, this is how it's going to be. You know, if this happens, then tough shit, I'm taking it all away or whatever the thing might be, you know, like that's that rigidity versus flexibility. Right. You know, and like when you're like, it's not the end of the world. Well, to them it is. So I've been really trying to like not say that and not think that at the same time. I'm like, oh, it's not a big deal. But, you know, getting X, Y, Z, maybe it was that big of a deal. And it right. does like the end of the world. And it does feel like mm-hmm. everything's crashing around you when we know it's going to be okay because you're like, oh, that's a lot more shit than that. But they don't know that. They're right. like, I only know mm-hmm. what I know. And right. And this is the worst. So, yes. And one you can, I mean, with that too, you can, if you can join with them and wherever the energy is that they're at. So if they are in the energy of this is the end of the world and you can say like, yeah, it feels like the end of the world, doesn't it? And it doesn't mean you have to like say it's the end of the world or you're like feeding that. But when you join with them in just that one sentence, it can begin to diffuse some of that more than when you go against what they're feeling. So if you're like, it's not the end of the world, it's going to make that emotion grow even more because now we're being, we're in resistance. So we want to persist, you know, what we resist persists. So if you 
if you can diffuse some of whatever energy they're at. So when they come at you say, you're the meanest mom ever. And you say, yeah, I can see where I feel. You can see me as the meanest mom ever, right? Just that one sentence of like going with it. It's kind of like in martial arts, when you, you know, when someone throws a punch in martial arts, you move your body away, you know, like in the motion of that, instead of like resisting against it, you're moving with the energy that's coming with you. And then you can react, you know, more fluidly. So I think there's an element of you diffuse it when you give it just that touch of attention, like one sentence, maybe two of like, yeah, this, this really sucks. It feels like mom is being really mean right now. And, you know, I get that. And just let that be. You don't have to fix it. You don't have to move too far away from it. You just, yeah, it, it's hard. Not sarcastically, because I know we can be like, oh, yeah, mom, mom's the worst person ever, you know, like, and get into that all stuff. And that's not going to do any good for anybody. But like, how do you just, you know, validate your validating that they have feelings and this sucks right now? What we resist persists. That's the name of the episode, guys. Sorry. Yeah. That's I've never heard that. I've Ever? That is, no. I and say I think that all the time. I'm surprised I haven't said it on here before. But you say a lot. It's, I got all cabinet's of only this big, letter. Megan. My file cabinet. There's what so many resist, little, yeah. what, what we resist persists. That is a fantastic. And then because I thought of something else you've said before. Yeah. Like not everything needs an explanation. So mm-hmm. whenever you're guiding your spawn. You don't have to explain while you're doing it all the time. Nope. Like nope. this is this is just what we're doing. And did you just say guiding your spawn? Yeah. <laughs> Can that nice. also be in the tagline of the uh, the title? <laughs> true. True. <laughs> Hashtag guiding spawn. Guiding your spawn. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you don't. You, we don't need to always know why we're doing everything we're doing. I think part right. of this is that intuitive you know, going with your gut kind of thing of just say, you know, right now, this is just what feels right. And if that changes, we'll figure that out when it changes. Yeah. I think in our culture too, it's like, we have to over explain everything, not only to validate to the other party, but to validate to ourselves. I find myself doing that all the time. And then finally I'm like, ain't nobody need to hear. Like, no. I just don't want to do that. <laughs> well, like- and what you, what you do with that is you're, you're feeding an element of defensiveness, right? That you're trying, you have to like prove your point and have your argument, right? Ready to go, which, which condones arguing, right? Versus just say, just say, you know, this is just what we're going to do. And if you have some feedback for me, I'd be happy to hear it. And that might change my decision. But in the meantime, this is what feels best to me. Mm. Dang. Mm. All the tips. Oh, again. Done it again, girl. You've done Yay! it again. <laughs> you solved the world problems in under an hour. I know, right? You're so good at this. <laughs> 59 minutes. Clock it. Give me a topic. I can talk about it. Uh, you just give me a topic. Yeah. I mean, you've nailed it every episode thus far. So <laughs> we fully believe that about you. I'm happy to help. I love all this because, you know, some of it may have been said in other episodes, but I've always a creature. Say it to me one more time. Yep. Tell me that one more time. Yep. Say it again. Like I, yep. you need to hear it more than once, to be honest. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't right. stick the first 47. I need to hear 48. Right. Which might also be the case with our kiddos. So when we're saying to our kiddos, like I'm choosing to trust you until I, I feel like I can't, you know, something happens and I can't trust you or I, you know, it's hard to be a mom. It's hard to be a mom. And I know it's hard to be a kid too. And we're all just doing the best we can. Like, those are some great phrases to say that just are validating. Like, we're just doing the best we can. We're trying our hardest and we're, you know, we're, we're in this together, you know, all those things. I love it. Well, we certainly appreciate you stopping by today and we don't want to take up too much of your time, but is there, um, do you want to just share with our friends where they can find you online? Sure. Yeah. You can find me meganbaylisbartley.com or Louisville Mindfulness Center. Uh, maybe the next time I talk to you, we will have launched our newest something or other that's coming down the pike and, uh, Please promise to come back on and tell us all about that new project. Yes. Yes. I decided to take the summer off and actually not have to 
push myself as hard as I normally do. So I just taking a little time with it, making sure it is what it, I really want it to be, but that'll be something fun to look for. But Louisville Mindfulness Center is our practice here in Louisville, but we are also in Florida. So we do telehealth in Florida, which I know that's where Brittany's at now. So we're happy to help any way we can. We can I only move that. to where Megan has centers. That's the, that's the, <laughs> that's the stipulation. Not moving to Alaska. <laughs> we can't wait to hear more from you and like what's down the pipeline, because don't worry, we'll have more issues. Of so course. as long as you of keep, course. keep spreading your wings, we'll have more issues. And it's just, it's just a great relationship. Yes, absolutely. Wonderful. Right. Well, thank well, you Megan, so much for joining us today. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us.